game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new day, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. We are live at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City as the Dodgers defeat the Royals 8-3 for their 11th straight win. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. The Dodgers with their 11th win in a row, and it started with Tony Gonsolin, who pitched one of his better games in recent memory. Uh, he had a perfect game going into the sixth inning. He had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning, and I, I kind of understand what Dave Roberts was saying as far as Gonsolin running out of gas in that seventh inning. You could kind of see it. He did have two outs in that seventh inning, so you can understand from Gonsolin's perspective how he would have liked to stay in, in the game, and we have seen that more and more from Tony this year, really showing Dave Roberts that, hey, I'm not looking at you to take me out of the game. I'm not looking at the bullpen to see who's up behind me. This is my game. I want to go as deep and as far as I possibly can, and that's a big reason why Gonsolin has pitched more innings in his professional career this year than he ever has before. 116 innings. He's made 21 starts now, and he's 14-1 and on the season. And the one question I get, among, I would say the Gonsolin question is up there with the Tyler Anderson question. How are they doing this? What are they doing different? How are they doing this? And I thought the best person to answer that question in respect to Tony Gonsolin was Clayton Kershaw. And here's what Clayton told me back in June about why Gonsolin is so good and why he was an all-star. You know, I, you know, Tony's right-handed, throws a split, throws different pitches. You know, there's not a lot that I can help him with pitch-wise, but watching the game, um, there's just certain times where there calls for a certain pitch that you might be able to, you might get away, be able to get away with a fastball down the middle, as opposed to throwing a really nasty split. Oh, oh, that's a ball that he's not going to swing at anyway. Um, and it, over the course of a game, you can save pitches, and it maybe gets you that extra inning, and it makes you, it helps you become more efficient and. That's what separates the five-inning to the six-inning guys and even the six-inning to the seven-inning guys. So uh, we get Tony throwing six, seven innings every time out and doing what he's doing. Um, he's, been, he's been unbelievable. He's been an all-star. So I, I hope he makes it. And, um, you know, he's been a big, so consistent for us too, which has been awesome. And that was back in June, and Tony did become an all-star. And, yes, he continues to throw six and seven innings. He was a little off track in his last three starts, but all of a sudden he comes back tonight and pitches the way he did against the lineup that he should handle, quite frankly, and he certainly did do that. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. I'm really happy for Trace Thompson. 
I feel like we can all agree on that. Uh, Trace Thompson, uh, when the Dodgers made the trade for Joey Gallo, it felt like I never saw Trace Thompson again on the baseball field. So I'm happy that the Dodgers realize that they have to continue to find ways to get Trace at bats, and he's going to find more ways into this lineup the better he hits lefties because Joey Gallo is here to hit righties. Trace Thompson's role is going to evolve into hitting lefties. And on nights like tonight where he gets a start against a Daniel Lynch, the lefty, it was great that he stayed in the game to face the righty relievers. And Trace Thompson hit the ball really hard all night long. He had the three hardest hits of any player in the game tonight, capped off by his three-run home run in the eighth inning that went 431 feet. Yeah, 431 feet from Trace Thompson off the bat, it was clocked at 109 miles an hour. And maybe Trace was a little angry because in pregame introductions here at Kauffman Stadium, they announced the player's name and then put their, their picture up on the big video board in center field. Well, when they announced Trace Thompson's name, it was Kevin Pilar's picture on the big board there. So uh, I'm sure that was a motivation for Trace Thompson. And as the game went on, I think everybody in this crowd at Kauffman Stadium uh, left knowing what Trace Thompson looks like and what he's all about. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Royals 8-3. to Let's go out to Redondo Beach. Jody, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Jody. Hey, good evening, David. Uh, 11 straight, 703 winning percentage. Good time to be alive, man. It really is, and I hope we all enjoy it. Uh, I, Bill Plaschke asked me this afternoon, how do Dodger fans view this season? Can they enjoy it knowing that it's about October? And, Jody, I think we can all enjoy this, but understand that this team is going to be judged by what they do in October. It's true. It's true. I, I just questions and kind of uh... – Elephant in the room. I read something yesterday. I guess it was Trey Turner's, uh, at the end of the last homestand, his 162nd game with the Dodgers, so like a full season. The numbers are incredible through the roof. Yeah. I haven't heard a ton of great things about um, his uh, desire to I'll enjoy the rest of the season. Enjoy the rest of the time Trey's here. But what is your gut telling you about um, resigning Trey for uh, an extended period? Well, I want to see what he does in October, Jody, because uh, historically he has not performed in October. So if he performs big in October and the Dodgers go to the World Series, if not win it, then maybe that changes things. But um, there's a lot of buzz around baseball that he wants to play on the East Coast. He's from Florida, but he loves it here. And if the Dodgers are competitive with an offer, then I I couldn't see him turning it down. So I think once we get to free agency, uh, it'll be all sorted out because there's still a lot more season to be played and, more importantly, the postseason, Jody. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of Trey Turner, we caught up with him after the final out tonight, and he has been part of some really good Nationals teams. He was part of a really good Dodger team last year. And I asked him what this team is like and its potential. Yeah, I've been on really good teams, but, uh, you know, this one, it, it's, it's, it's got probably the most, you know, star power and talent I've ever played on. But at the same time, 
uh, I feel like we're really good at just playing baseball, and, and that's sometimes the loss when you have really good players. You forget, you know, to move guys over and do the small things or, um, you know, just playing the game and playing defense and, and pitching and making outs. And I feel like right now we're just doing everything. We're not just, uh, you know, slugging and hitting homers. We're just playing really, really good baseball, and I think that's the difference, you know, between this team and other teams I've been on. And I would say he's a big reason for that. Him and Freddie Freeman do everything that he described they don't try to slug home runs every time up how many times have we seen freddie freeman do the right baseball play when there's runners in scoring position or men on base how many times have we seen trey turner do the right baseball play uh, in the right situations those two guys are the epitome of everything that trey turner is talking about and the one thing to describe Trey Turner, and that should outweigh any metric, is he's a winning player. He's a World Series champion. 866-987-2570, and he's a big reason why the Dodgers have the best record in baseball right now. Let's go out to Burbank. Michael, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Michael? I'm good, David. How are you? Uh, well, I'm in Kansas City, so I've been better, but when you're with the Dodgers, it's always good. Well, I've never been there, so I couldn't speak to that. I just want to say you're not missing much. <laughs> and on um, the win and the streak, and I want to pay my respects to Vince Scully, who will always be the voice of the Dodgers and the voice of Summer. But it was nice to hear Rick stepping in on the play-by-play uh, seamlessly today. And also, yeah. I got to say, Jose Mota, the true utility player. I mean, on the color in English, and the guy does color and. Play-by-play play in Spanish, incredible. He's really good, and he's home. He's back home after spending those years, 18 years in Anaheim, Michael. And I agree with you. It was a really good listen tonight with Rick on the play-by-play play with Jose Moda, and that's how it'll go the final two games of this series in Kansas City. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Now, speaking of the elephant in the room, the elephant in the room, even before first pitch here at Kauffman Stadium, was Fernando Tatis Jr. being suspended for 80 games because he violated Major League Baseball's uh, PED uh, abuse. <laughs> they, he tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug, and he's out for the rest of the season. And the Padres were counting on him to be a big part of their run through October. And this not only is a big blow to what they wanted to do on the field, but more importantly, a big distraction for the Padres. Uh, this is not something that they needed. Uh, I could tell you the Padres have not been happy with Fernando Tatis Jr. Going back to last year, they obviously were very disappointed that he not only broke his wrist riding a motorcycle, but he's been riding motorcycles all off season, and that's cost him the majority of this year. And now this, the Padres can't seem to get out of their own way. And this is, in some ways, a big blow to Major League Baseball because they were trying to anoint Fernando Tatis Jr. the next face of baseball, even though he hasn't really accomplished that much to be the next face of baseball but how do you do that when he comes back from this suspension i feel like the shine is off fernando tatis jr and we'll see what the padres are made of we'll see about the impact of juan soto josh bell um the existence of manny machado 
let's say let's see see what it's uh, all about. And I know the excuse about ringworm, but I uh, looked up uh, the PED substance that he tested positive for. He actually contradicted himself because the PED that he tested positive for, if you Google it, it says it causes ringworm. So not sure what to believe. Uh, the one thing we do know is that he's not appealing the suspension, and he's out for 80 games, and the Padres are in trouble. It wasn't about the Padres catching the Dodgers in the NL West. It was about them possibly being a problem in the NLDS. And right now, they're fighting for their playoff life. They don't even have a guaranteed spot in the National League playoffs uh, as we go down the stretch. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. By the way, before we go back to the phone calls, I never thought I would come back to Kansas City. I thought my one and only time would be 2014. There is no chance in my mind that I thought I'd be back in Kansas City. The last time I was here, Adrian Gonzalez still had wheels. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Long Beach. Lois, you're on Dodger Talk live from KC. How you doing? I'm doing great after tonight's game. Um, I wanted to address the fact that the Dodgers went from practically no steals to where they are today and how that occurred. I'm sure it had to do with Dave Roberts, but it's just like a total switchover. Yeah, I, I feel like the Dodgers wanted to be better and more aggressive on the bases this year. And when you have a guy like Trey Turner... And a surprising really good base runner is Freddie Freeman, Lois. I, I feel like he and Trey Turner, along with Mookie Betts, that's how you start to pile up stolen bases. Yeah, I'm glad that they got past that business of overdoing it on the crying episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, feel like uh, he, after that, it you, the guys on the team, actually, Lois, told me that there was a hitters meeting in Cincinnati and guys spoke up in that hitters meeting about being more unselfish and having better team at bats. And then the whole Atlanta thing with Freddie crying and, uh, you know, just maybe going a little bit too far. But Freddie owned up to it. He had accountability once the team got to Denver and Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that was a, a big part in the Dodgers and Freddie putting that Atlanta series behind them. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Westchester. Paul, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing? Good. What's up, Dave? Um, I just wanted to get your take on the Tati situation. You kind of already alluded to it, but I wanted to hear what you had to think about it. I was wondering if you had talked to any Dodger personnel about it. I mean, I'm sure you can't. No one's on the record, but I'm curious just kind of what the general thoughts are amongst no, the Dodgers. No, I was bummed out. I wanted to ask these guys what their reaction was to the suspension, but it came down after the clubhouse and the batting practice was over with. So I'll ask some of these guys tomorrow. But obviously, you know, it's the same old Padres. If you remember last August, they imploded on each other, and Fernando Tatis Jr.'s immaturity was a big reason why. And they were trying to trade Eric Hosmer. He's a team leader in that clubhouse. Players didn't like that. They had Jace Tingler as their manager. That's the one big difference between this year and last year. If any manager can keep it together, it's Bob Melvin. If they had another Andy Green or Jace Tingler, it would completely fall apart on them, I'm pretty confident. 
Can I, can I ask you one more question about the drug policy? Yeah, go ahead. I, I forget. Is this, so is this his first positive test, or to get an 80-game suspension, does he have to have had another positive test as well? No, they're playing hard and fast. Uh, this is his first time uh, ever testing positive, and the punishment is 80 games right away. Wow. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, those words, Dave. And yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing what the Dodgers have to say about it tomorrow. All right, Paul. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Look, it feels like the Padres were more, uh, how should I say this, not concerned about the Dodgers. The Dodgers have never really flinched at the Padres. I could be honest with you, even during uh, the trade deadline where they acquired Juan Soto, Brandon Drury, and uh, Josh Bell, the Dodger players, in years past, I have seen teams when they don't make a trade to help the team, players kind of look up at the front office and and say, like, what, you're not going to help us out here? Um, But the Dodger players felt like they had more than enough talent and did not need to make a huge trade to really help their chances to go to the World Series. Uh, maybe pitching would have been more at the forefront than a Juan Soto, but how could you say no ever to Juan Soto? But when the Dodgers did not get Soto, and I kind of feel like the players already knew that was not going to happen, they did not flinch when the Padres made those acquisitions. I know there's the video of Freddie Freeman turning around, looking at the scoreboard the first day. They had all those players in San Diego, and they scored those runs against the Rockies. But ever since then, they really haven't done much. I know they won a game 13-7 to against the Giants the other day, but uh, the Dodgers are not worried about the Padres. The Dodgers have a 16-game lead in this division. Um, and without Fernando Tatis Jr., their first or their best three hitters are not nearly as explosive as it could have been with Tatis in the lineup. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Rashid. Rashid, were you here in Kansas City? I was at the game tonight. It was Are you from fantastic. L.A.? I'm from L.A. I'm from Santa Monica originally. Uh, my family and I just moved to Kansas City about a month ago now. And uh, I'm getting used to the humidity and all that. But it was fantastic watching Trace hit that three-run home run shot in the, in the eighth. Oh, man. Blew my mind. I think it was the eighth. It was the eighth with nobody out. Yeah, it was a good night. How do you like Kauffman Stadium? Give us a scouting report. It's pretty cool. My, uh, we went with my family. Uh, we have two little boys, so we got to go walk around. We went to their Hall of Fame, saw George Brett pictures everywhere, which is super cool. Uh, and they have a great little place for kids to play after uh, you know during the game. They have a carousel and stuff, which I always used to think was kind of annoying. But now yeah, that I, I saw that out there. It, it's a Very pretty strange. cool little spot. They have like a little mini field for the kids to play t-ball on. It was great. My son had a great time, and so did we. We all did. All right, Rashid. I'm glad you could see the Dodgers out here in Kansas City. Good luck out here in the Midwest, the heartland. I will do my best, and thank you. First time, long time, so I'm happy I finally got to talk to you, Dave. Hey, appreciate it, Rashid. Thank you for the phone call. And you obviously can uh, follow us on the iHeartRadio app. From anywhere, you could download all the Dodger Talk episodes and pregame interviews. Today we talked to Ryan Pepio. Uh, The other day we spoke to Andrew Heaney, who is starting tomorrow 
for the Dodgers. It will be Heaney's seventh start of the season. We'll share part of that conversation with you a little bit later. And also, Clayton Kershaw was playing catch out here, so that's a good sign that he is going to return before the end of the regular season. We'll let you hear what Clayton had to say about how his lower back is feeling and his chances of pitching in October. But first, we're going to take a timeout, and when we return to Kansas City, we will check in with Jose Moda, who should be at the team hotel by now. Dodgers win their 11th in a row with an 8-3 victory right here on AM570 LA Sports. AM570. Dodger Talk is available on AM570LASports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger Insider, David Basse. Fly ball, center field, that's hit well. Going back is Taylor, and he looks up, and it is gone. The hot hitting, Trace Thompson. Connects for his fifth home run of the season. A three-run blast here in the eighth inning. The Dodgers lead it 8-1. to one. Oh, did he hit it. Rick Monday on the call. Trace Thompson with three hits tonight, including that one. A three-run home run in the eighth inning to put the game away, and the Dodgers defeat the Royals 8-3 here in Kansas City. Daniels Jewelers home run forecast congratulates Joseph Placentia of Chino who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Just a note before we head out to Jose Moda, the Dodgers placed Austin Barnes on the family emergency list before the game today. Uh, Barnes is uh, obviously has something going on with his family, and uh, we want to send out our prayers and thoughts to Austin and his family. He's great people. His family, from his mom and dad to his uncle to his wife, all great people. So we're thinking about Austin Barnes, who, because he's on the family emergency list, will have to miss a minimum of three games and can miss a maximum of seven games. So more than likely, Austin Barnes will not be on this road trip because he's on the family emergency list, something you never want to hear. So uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Austin and his family. Let's go out to Jose Moda, who is here in Kansas City and throwing down some barbecue pregame. Uh, we got to know, Jose, where did you go for your barbecue today? Uh, Dave, I say, you know, there's a little hole right here in the wall on the way to the ballpark called ALCs. LCs. You cannot even order ahead. You got to go there, stand in line, order and wait. And is to me, the best one I've had here in Kansas City. There's a lot of great ones, but this is the best one for me. I hope I didn't blow your cover. I wanted the fans, because everybody wants to know the best KC barbecue. So you're a foodie, and I wanted you to share that with everybody. (laughs) I'll always share with you, my friend, and with our listeners, of course. Jose, Tony Gonsolin, it felt like the last four starts didn't seem as sharp as he was and has been all season long. What was the difference tonight? Uh, first pitch quality strikes. You consider that, um, you know, he didn't have the strikeouts that sometimes we're get accustomed to and we want to see. But, uh, you know, you're facing a very young, eager, young rookie. You know, a lot of rookies in that ball club with the Royals. And you saw a lot of plays in the outfield. You saw a lot of balls off the end of the bat. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, I made this comment, you know, and Rick, you know, I agreed on this. It seems like he was playing catch with Will Smith all night long. You saw the mechanics, all fluid. 
nice and easy. Nothing was overthrown. We saw we saw a fastball at 90 at one point. And I don't know if it was like a BP fastball or whatever it was, but he was at ease where he was. And I really admire and, and really look at a team that um, came in quite hot, the Royals did, and he goes out there and carves right through them, no panic whatsoever, uh, early contact, and uh, then I go deep into counts. Um, did not force the issue with any of his pitches, but he certainly knew what they were looking for, and he knew how to exploit it. And Boy, what another outstanding outing for him. Dave Roberts said that the reason why he took him out with two outs in the seventh inning, he felt like the velocity was dipping, the pitches weren't as sharp. Did you see the same things? It was time. You can tell that um, something was dragging with his arm. You know, the release point was getting a little inconsistent. And he had thrown, you know, not a lot of pitches, but obviously getting up there seven times uh, at times takes, takes a toll on you. And um, that was the right time to take him out, too. I, I, I knew for sure that, you know, Tony wants to stay for one more batter. But I think you have to also, as a manager, just decide, I want this guy to leave on this kind of high and not um, leaving a pitch up on the zone before you know there's three more runs on the board. So Tom was right. Tony understands more about what his stuff is. And I'm sure that this walking off that mound tonight is going to just bring a reminder for him next time to perhaps try to be a little bit sharper just at the end. But nothing wrong with what he did here tonight. As far as the offense goes, Jose Moda, the Dodgers had a golden opportunity in the fifth inning to score some runs early. They had the bases loaded with nobody out. You had Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, and Will Smith coming up. Um, they did not score a run in the fifth inning, but then a similar scenario presented itself in the seventh inning, and Trey Turner was able to deliver. How big was that in the seventh inning? It was huge because, to me, it was about the adjustment. Hey, hey Dave, how many pitchers can say, hey, have bases loaded against the Dodgers, nobody out? And I got through Turner, Freeman, and Smith. Um <laughs> I don't think a lot of teams can say that throughout this whole season. But what I like on, on Trey Turner is the fact that he is such a flexible type of hitter. He is so versatile. So when he missed that at bat with the bases loaded, he got under some fastballs. And Lynch, I was talking about during the broadcast, had a little extra on that fastball. And I'm thinking to myself, I knew his swing, knowing how he adjusts. He has a lot of balls on the ground. I, I guarantee he's going to hit a ball on the ground. He's going to have to use his top hand a lot more against a different pitcher, not Lynch. And that's what he did is the at-bat got deeper and deeper. Uh, so the swing's getting better. And, and Trey just almost has me on cue thinking, what is he thinking here? How do I adjust? Because this guy has the ability to turn one at-bat into another successfully very quickly. How about in the case of Will Smith? He's one for five tonight. But, Jose, I added all this up, how far he drove the ball tonight, 1,150 <laughs> feet combined and he's one for five. This ballpark is bigger than what it appears. Oh, this ballpark is big. I mean, obviously, you heard Rick say it many times when we talked about the, um, you know, how much more ground there is to cover here than than in Denver. And, and I talked to Cody Ballinger about this today, and he goes, "I heard about that. Let me go check it out." And man, it is spacious out there. There's some balls hit early in the game, especially where you thought the outfielder was going to go back. He ends up coming in, and then uh, the balls that Will Smith hit. Man, he is so good at staying true to himself that's why he came into this one hitting 419 in august and i'm glad you added all that up because um it's just a testament for him to look at the look at the one for five look what he did and how hard he hit the ball how far he hit the ball but uh, the ballpark didn't help but man he is pretty much looking like the guy that we knew and that you know very well that dave roberts told you in spring training look for this guy to have a breakout season and, and truly he is right now no doubt. The most underrated hitter in the Dodger lineup. Everybody focuses on the big three, and Will is a big presence hitting cleanup virtually every night. 
before I let you go, as far as uh, the NL West goes, how much of a toll is Fernando Tatis Jr. suspension going to take on those Padres? And just your thoughts overall on this surprising turn of events. Uh, it's impactful on their team. Obviously, they're they're counting on him to get back and provide the boost. Obviously, added with Soto and, and Bell, but uh, and Drury. But uh, Dave, as a baseball person, as a fellow Dominican, born and raised in the Dominican, this is not good. This is it makes me angry. It is disappointing. It is disheartening because there's so many images of young players. Young kids that just adore Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, there's baseball players' kids that ask their daddies sometimes to go to the ballpark and to go to the other dog because they want to meet Fernando Tatis Jr. And to me as a Dominican, quite honestly, it's embarrassing because we see more and more of these cases happening and coming out of there. Um, you know, Fernando Tatis, one of his best friends is, is Robinson Cano. And not having the example of having a Cano be suspended twice, how can that not just alert you and warn you more? So yeah. more disappointing to me is the fact that baseball was handing him on a platter to be the face of baseball, and he let baseball down. No doubt. Not just the Padres, not just himself, but he let down Major League Baseball and so many young people out there. Jose, you never let us down. Thanks for checking in, and we'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow night. Hasta luego, foodie. Yeah, there he goes, Jose Moda, sneaky foodie right there. He knows a lot of spots around town. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. I mentioned here today at Kauffman Stadium, Clayton Kershaw was playing catch. He played catch for the first time yesterday since injuring his lower right side of his back. And today was the first time he actually spoke to us about the injury and got a little bit more detailed about the injury and when he may return. I played catch yesterday uh, before we left uh, for the trip. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, doing, it's doing better. Yeah, it's doing a lot better than, uh, than I thought it would. So that's good. And um, kind of keep progressing from here. Don't have, like, a, a set timeline for sure. But um, definitely play catch in here for the next few days and kind of see how it goes. You're a little surprised by how your back has bounced back? Well, you know, it's just uh, – I didn't really know what to expect, you know, and so I think uh, after getting the epidural and everything, it, it really is really starting to feel better the last three, four, five days, which has been awesome. And um, yeah, it's bouncing back pretty well. Look, at the end of the day, we know, I know kind of what I feel like I need to do to get ready for October, and um, I definitely think we're going to have enough time to accomplish all of that, which is which is great. You know, it's it's no fun not playing, obviously, but um, I feel like we're in a good spot to. Um, be able to build up and work on things and get ready um, for October. What would be ideal as far as starts one, two? We'll, we'll have plenty of time. We'll have plenty of time. <laughs> All right, I guess that's where the answers ended right there. So that's encouraging that he is confident that he'll be back in September and be ready for October. Don't forget, the Dodgers are getting Dustin May back. He's going to make one more rehab start for Oklahoma City this week or coming up next week. And then when the Dodgers return home from this seven-game road trip, Dave Roberts said that Dustin May would pitch in one of those three games against the Marlins when the Dodgers get back to Dodger Stadium. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Hawaii. Mark, a 
Aloha. You're on Dodger Talk. Uh, Man, you're in Hawaii, and I'm in Kansas City. Who's living a better life? Yeah, I won't answer that question, Dave. I think we all know. (laughs) Hey, listen, thanks for taking my call. I want to talk about something which you touched upon and others have about the success of the Dodgers, and besides their batting, their pitching, uh, defense. I think what's not lacking, but what I want to bring attention to and get your thoughts on is their team chemistry. I mean, they, they love playing the game, but they love playing for each other. Uh, there's a mixture of veterans and uh, not rookies, but younger players. And they seem to really be working together and supporting one another. And um, they're not too big for the game. Each of them, even the stars, and they know how to play the game as a team. So I think uh, the team chemistry is an important factor of their being successful and hopefully will carry on to October. Yeah, no doubt, Mark. And you know what helps team chemistry? Winning 11 in a row and having baseball's best record. The way things are going right now for the Dodgers, that's not the way things were going in May and June. I actually didn't feel like this team was as together as it is at this point. You bring in a major superstar like Freddie Freeman, who has obviously played with the Atlanta Braves his entire career. You got Trey Turner being incorporated for a full season. Uh, You got other guys that are being incorporated into the team, and you're just trying to put that all together. Um, Did not feel it was going the way that you would like to see it go. And then something happened, and I keep asking players about it, and I continually will, and I'll continue to do so. Uh, But to a man, they tell me about this hitters meeting in Cincinnati or right be the game right before they left for the road trip uh, and they said things were set in there to remind everybody hey you don't have to do everything yourself this is a team sport and also what's made things work better for the Dodgers let's face it Justin Turner started to hit all of a sudden now Max Muncy and Cody Bellinger are starting to hit Uh, You got a guy like Trace Thompson. He got called up. Him and Jake Lamb were a great combination, great duo. So all of these things. And Jake Lamb, by the way, was a great clubhouse presence. Uh, He was really popular in that clubhouse. And uh, Joey Gallo now has to be that guy to fit in. So all of these things are coming together. I know the pitching staff is really tight. Uh, Trey Turner is one of the more popular guys in that clubhouse. He knows how to be with everybody which a lot of baseball players don't know how to be that inclusive so uh, Trey Turner has been big for the Dodgers on the field and trust me he's been very comfortable since day one of the of spring training and he's been a big part of the Dodger clubhouse as well 866-987-2570 is the phone number as we sit here at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City like I said I still can't believe I'm back here Uh, The Dodgers are back here for the first time since June of 2014. And, you know, when you're on an everyday basis with a baseball team, the years, the days, the games, they kind of run together. But there are certain places, days, moments that kind of trigger individual games. And for me being here, I just remember how good things were for Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers in 2014. The last time Kershaw pitched here was June of 2014, and it was the start after his near-perfect game and his eventual, and right now, his only no-hitter. It was here in Kansas City. That's where he made his next start after the no-hitter at Dodger Stadium against the Rockies, and all he did was pitch eight scoreless innings and have eight strikeouts. 
and he was at 21 consecutive scoreless innings after that start here in Kansas City. He would go on to pitch 41 consecutive scoreless innings, which is the third longest in Dodger history, 15th longest in Major League Baseball history. Of course, Oral Hershiser, 59 consecutive scoreless innings, broke Don Drysdale's record of 58 consecutive scoreless innings, but Kershaw's 41 consecutive scoreless innings in 2014 is the third longest in Dodger history, and that was the year that he not only won the Cy Young, but he also won the MVP. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to La Habra. Steve, you're on Dodger Talk. Hi, Steve. Hey, how you doing? You know, uh, kind of to talk about what Jose Moto was talking about with Tatis, um, why wouldn't or can they, the Padres, just void his contract? I mean, he, when he's injured, he won't get operated on like they suggest. He did whatever, breaking, you know, his arm, wrist, and now he's getting the suspension. Yeah. I mean, I think they would have every right to just void his contract. Well, I don't know the particulars about his contract or any other major league players' contract. I, I would assume that this would uh, fall in that category. There may be something in there that says no, but look, Steve, uh, that contract is not looking as good as it was when they signed him, and I really thought that the Padres rushed a little too much to sign Tatis Jr. to a 13-year contract. Uh uh, it was after just one good year. I know he's a great talent, but these are the reasons why you let it play out a little bit more to see not only who the player is on the field, but who he is off the field. And obviously they did not know him as well as they thought they did or did not do their homework on it. Well, I'm not saying they have to be like uh, um, George Steinbrenner, the way he you know, had a guy follow Dave Winfield around. But, you know, you think you do more research. But then again, Dave, it is the Padres. It is the Padres, but Peter Seidler's a great owner. Uh, it was before he was uh, fully on a day-to-day basis uh, overseeing things. So, um, you know, Peter Seidler is one of the great owners that baseball has, a great man uh, related to the O'Malley's. His grandfather is Walter O'Malley. His uncle is Peter O'Malley. His mother is Terry Seidler. So, He's got some good DNA when it comes to uh, not only baseball, but being a good person. So we hope it works out for Peter Seidler more than anybody else. 866-987-2570. I want to give you a peek inside of tomorrow night's starter, Andrew Haney. Uh, We sat down for a pregame conversation uh, two days ago at Dodger Stadium, and it really turned into a, a window into who Andrew Haney is. We really don't know too much about him and here's what he said about how the Dodgers got him back on track to a point where even though it's only been six starts his ERA is 0.64, and he's a better pitcher than he ever has been in his career well, I mean they have the track record to prove it I mean that's the first thing um, even talking with them in the offseason um, you know just even before I signed here just talking to them like and listening to them, understanding how they view things, how they viewed me, what they wanted me to do. Like, I believed in that. And then, um, you know, I was pretty uh, – I was so bad last year. Is like, you know, it really honestly, like, it was kind of refreshing to have um, somebody who kind of was like, hey, like, we really think you're going to be really good. I mean, even just having somebody – you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm a good player, but sometimes when you have tough, tough times like that, it's like you kind of feel like, man, am I ever going to even get back to just being – 
average you know what I mean like that's that's like crazy to think about but um you know I think like just their track record and then the conviction with which they 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 say things and believe in them um makes you buy in quickly I feel like in this day and age of video games and social media we don't remember that pitchers players are human beings and doubt sometimes creeps in did you have to be reminded how good you are and how good you can be yeah, man, I think, like, you know how good you are, and people telling you that is one thing, but when you go out there every fifth day or whenever whenever you're on the mound and it doesn't feel like things ever go your way, like, it's 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 no matter how many people tell you that you're good or, you know, can try to pump you up, like, when you close your eyes at night and you, you start seeing balls getting barreled, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta you got to dig deeper and start kind of, um, you know, getting back to some of the things. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's a... It's a whole collection of things. It's not as easy as just, you know, having somebody say, hey, we, we think you can be pretty good, right? Like, it has to be, you have to see it, you have to feel it, you have to believe it, because you can have a million other people tell you that, um, but if the results aren't there, like, you're going to feel like, you're not going to feel like you're making progress. Andrew, do you, is visualization a big thing for you? It sounds like that's what you're describing, especially on start day. Yeah, I had a Will Linsner, shout out Will Linsner, was our... Um, our kind of mental coach in Anaheim and had a lot of really you know good talks with him about uh, visualization and something that I kind of had like inherently done without really knowing it and he uh, he helped me a lot with kind of how to best like hone it how to um, how to without getting too technical how to like back back out of negative thoughts and replace them with more positive thoughts Uh, you can't you can't like push negative thoughts out. You have to like reframe them. You have to retrain your brain to n- not view things negatively. And and um, so without, I mean, we could do a whole thirty minute thing yeah. if you wanted on that. But yeah, that's that's helped me a lot for sure. Hey, maybe we will. We'll do thirty minutes with Andrew Haney, no doubt. I thought that was a a real great peek inside of what Andrew Heaney has done this year to get his career back on track. Because remember, last year, uh, he wasn't just bad. He was really bad. And the Dodgers scooped him up even before the lockout. And there were other teams that were uh, considering signing Andrew Heaney despite having one of the worst records in baseball last year. 12 starts, he had an ERA of 732. And the Dodgers were competing among other teams with the Cardinals to sign Heaney. And the reason why Heaney signed with the Dodgers was because of their track record for helping pitchers and their ideas on how to get him back on track. And uh, that was a big reason why he signed before the lockout so he can get into the Dodgers lab, so to speak, before the lockout started. Um, But, you know, it's funny about all that. Um, The Dodgers try to help him in spring training. He really wouldn't make any alterations. And then all of a sudden, he was getting hit pretty hard in spring training. And the day before his first start for the Dodgers, it was actually in Minneapolis. Connor McGinnis, the Dodgers assistant pitching coach, was out there with Mark Pryor. And all of a sudden, Heaney asked him and committed himself and humbled himself uh, to ask him, hey, show me that, that slider again, that arm slot, and... He had never used it against hitters until he went into that game in Minnesota and he was seeing the swings and misses he was getting from hitters, so he just kept going with it. 
and the rest is history. And some people believe because he's never pitched from that arm slot, maybe there was some shoulder soreness from that that he's not used to, and that's why he went on the injured list because there is nothing structurally wrong with his uh, left pitching shoulder, so that could have an effect on it as well. But uh, it's funny how he talks about how much he trusted the Dodgers. He kind of was on his own program a little bit, Uh, in spring training until he failed there and finally humbled himself to Connor McGinnis and Mark Pryor to say, all right, I need your help. Help me out here. So Andrew Heaney will be on the mound tomorrow night for the Dodgers, making his seventh start of the year. He's 1-0 with an ERA of 0.64, going up against righty Brad Keller, who is 6-12 with an ERA of 4.45. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 3 o'clock, first pitch at 4.10. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Once again, the final score from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. The Dodgers win their 11th in a row with an 8-3 win over the Royals. Have a great night. See you.